0: And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global.com forward slash advantage. Do you feel undervalued with the service that you provide? Are you feeling like you're heading towards burnout? Just think about this, if you 7 x your pricing tomorrow, would you get a spring back in your step? Many of the problems and frustrations that entrepreneurs experience in their business can directly be related back to undercharging. So today, let's talk about pricing and start getting paid for the value that you offer. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out create the influence, income and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design Podcast. Welcome to episode 426 of Influenced by Design in our 30 and 30 where we're releasing an episode every day for this entire month. For the month of September we're focusing on the theme of stepping into your power, being the unapologetic leader in your industry so you can build your elegant empire. And today I want to talk about pricing because having The wrong pricing model or a pricing model that doesn't work for you is what I see holding so many experts back from growing and scaling their business. Now, a lot of people talk about being paid what you're worth, and I prefer to say, get paid for the value that you provide, because when people think about what they're paid for their worth, they directly relate it to their self-worth. And if someone doesn't feel like their self-worth is that high, then they're not going to charge a high fee rather than stepping away from that thought, being very logical and saying what value is it that I provide and then creating a pricing model around that. Now, maybe that resonates with you, but today we're going to discuss four things to consider when setting your pricing. And number one, and we've already gone here, is underpricing, and this is all around not valuing yourself. Now, there's quite a few pieces that come to this. Like I just mentioned, it can be linked to your self-confidence. But the other thing that I see often is that your zone of genius comes so easily to you, and you can often think that everyone can do what you do. You undervalue the the amount of value that you have to offer. This is about really understanding what your zone of genius is. This is something that I personally have found almost impossible to do on my own. This definitely requires other people to help because other people can point out and see and will have experienced working with you In and be able to see things that you can't. So, you can go about asking people that have worked with you, so past clients, maybe colleagues, maybe friends, and start to ask them, you know, what is that? What is my zone of genius? Or what is, where is the value that you've received from me? And this is a really good place to start to begin to understand what is this value that you actually provide. Now, sometimes there are going to be people that charge more than you do. uh, And I'm pretty sure someone just came to mind for you, someone that does charge more than you do. And they have this one thing that you don't have when it comes to your offer or your pricing model. And that one thing is confidence. Now, they could have more confidence because they have more knowledge, more industry experience. Maybe they're they're higher qualified than you. And this isn't what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is in most infants, it's just having more confidence in themselves. So we have covered this on quite a few episodes during this month so far because it is such a big part of you showing up to be this and be successful in business. So number two is pricing on outcomes, not on an hourly rate. Now, I heard this story. It's probably a little bit exaggerated, but I like the idea of this. And the when I heard this story, it was set on the production line um, back in Adelaide in the days when they were uh, still running the production line for Holden's, which are Obviously, cars. And the Holden plant used to have three different shifts that worked. So it was a it was it ran 24-7. And each shift would be worth hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. If the production line stopped, they would be losing a lot of money very, very quickly. One evening the production line came to a halt quite abruptly and there were, you know, a heap of people that came to try and figure out what to do. They were trying to figure out sort of up the line, what was happening down the line. You know, was it a fuse? Was it electricity? You know, what was it? Why did the production line stop? Anyway, this, the line was stopped for all of that evening. Uh, the next morning, someone suggested that they call in Ian, who used to work at Holden's for over 20 years. He really knew what he was doing. He spent a lot of his career there uh, and he was usually someone that had an answer to some of the problems that happened on the line. And they called Ian in and he came in and he walked in and he walked he walked straight over to uh, one of the uh, little boxes that was sitting next to the production line, turned a little screw, quarter of a turn and the production line word back to life. Um, obviously, everyone cheered him. They couldn't believe it because there had been so much money lost while the line had been down on the overnight shift. And Ian put his invoice in for $25,000 and the executive team were like, you can't do that. You walked in, you turned the screw a quarter of a turn and then you left. They said it took you less than 10 minutes and he said, "Uh uh-huh. But who else could do that? It was costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars to be down. And I was the one that knew exactly what to do. How much was it really worth? Because it's a lot more than 25000 So I'm quite happy to change that invoice. And that obviously they agreed and he uh, just had that invoice in for 25000 But I share that story because it's so powerful in helping you to understand that people are buying... Your knowledge and your experience, they're not buying your labor. They're not buying you on an hourly rate. So just think about this, your clients are super busy and they will be much happier to get their problem solved in as little time as possible. Then they don't they might say they want to pay you by the hour or you know they might want extra time with you, but that's not actually what they really mean because really what they mean is they want a really quick outcome. There's a great Bob Newhart comedy skit about charging for outcomes versus pricing. Uh, If you've seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because it is super funny. I'll link it in the comments and definitely have a look. It'll explain exactly uh, why we charge for outcomes, not pricing. Very, very funny. Take a look. All right. So the third area you need to consider in your pricing is that if you're not achieving your income goals, you're probably not pricing high enough. So think about your yearly income goal. If your goal is to have a million dollar a year business, you'll need to bring in just under $84,000 a month. I think it's $83,333 a month. Now, if you're selling a membership for $67 a month, you'll need to have 1,244 clients. Now think about that. You might think, oh, $67 a month, that'll attract a lot of people. But to get that many clients, that is a lot of outreach, a lot of sales calls, a lot of uh, audience building, a lot of promotion to attract 1,244 people. If your program is priced at $2,500 a month, you'll only need 34 clients to achieve that same number. So 34 versus 1,244. Now, what I'm not saying is don't have a $67 a month program. If that suits you, nothing wrong with that at all. What I am saying is that you need to take more into consideration things like, do you have an upsell for your lower priced offer or a higher priced offering? Do you have a large audience? If you're just starting out or if you haven't nurtured your email list or your social media platforms and you you don't post, then signing up 1,244 clients is going to be very difficult. So think about the revenue goal that you want and reverse engineer it. Don't just create a program, make up any price that feels good and hope to reach your income goals. It won't happen like that. Reverse engineer your pricing and then tweak your offer to match. So going back to the example I just mentioned with 34 clients in a $2,500 per month program, if you already have an offer at $1,000 a month, what would you need to include to be able to raise your prices by $1,500 a month to achieve that $2,500 a month per client. It's not just about putting your prices up, it's how do you need to tweak your offer to be able to offer the value at that new price point. And the fourth thing that you need to consider in your pricing is discounting. Now, I am not a fan of discounting at all. By discounting, you're not only devaluing yourself, but you're training the market to wait for your discount offer. If someone can't afford your program, it's not necessarily because they can't afford it. It's because they can't see the value in your offer. Now, it's not your responsibility to decide if they can afford your program or not. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever bought something that you couldn't afford? I'm sure we all have. The shoes, the bag, the program, whatever it is. Now think about how you would have felt If you'd wanted to buy that thing, whatever it was, and the salesperson wouldn't sell it to you, all right? So just think about this. Don't ever think that someone can't afford your product. The only reason that they can't afford it is because they can't see the value in it right now. So knowing that, how do you set your prices? No, the first thing you need to understand is that pricing is completely made up. You know, one person can sell a program for $100 and another person can sell that exact same program for $10,000. Now, would you or could you ever sell a paperclip for $1,500? Your first reaction is probably to laugh because, you know, you can pick up a packet of 150 paperclips at your local office works or Home Depot for just like, you know, just under $3.00 Yet Tiffany & Co. sell a single, one single 18-karat gold paperclip for $1,500. So it's not the price. It's whether someone wants it and whether they see value in it. As a rule of thumb, your pricing is based on the outcome you help your clients achieve. So this is the mindset shift that you need to make. What is the outcome that you're providing? Are you saving your client's time? Are you saving them money or both? Are you helping them to manage health conditioning, increase their quality of life? Well, how much would that be worth to someone if they could run around with their kids or their grandchildren? So it's actually the outcome that you help them to provide. So with your price, Think about not just the outcome, but looping back to what we talked about right at the beginning, how confident are you in that pricing? If you're not confident, then start to think about what is it that you need to feel more confident into shifting that feeling so that it was a lot easier to sell your program. So thanks so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable today, which I hope that you did, I would love to help you grow your expert business even faster. Join my free Facebook group, Coaches, Thought Leaders and Change Makers on Facebook, where inside you'll get access to weekly free training as we dive into every aspect of your business so you can be the unapologetic leader in your industry and build your elegant empire.